You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. This is Catherine Sinski, and you're listening to Profiles in CRM. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 29. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals eight simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. Okay, we're here on Profiles, and here's the first question. What is your name, and who do you work for? My name is Catherine Sinski, and I work for a small uh, San Diego-based CRM firm called NWB Environmental. Okay, I actually haven't heard of them. They are a small firm. Yeah, yeah, about a year old. Nice, nice. All right, and how long have you been working in CRM? I've been working um, in CRM for about six months, uh, but worked towards a position for about two years. So I had volunteered and interned and took classes and stuff and just didn't get that break for a while. Um, kind of that catch-22 of needing to have the experience in order to get it. So yeah, um, yeah, kind of plastered CRM firms all over with um, my resume whether or not they were advertising on shovel bums, but um, yeah, got the call last the day before Christmas Eve, last Christmas Eve, and uh, yeah, sifting project on Christmas Eve. They needed bodies, so I happily <laughs> joined and bailed on all my family plans. And but it was great. I've I've been with that company ever since, so it worked nice. out. Well, sometimes you got to take the plunge and just uh, and just do it, and it works out in the end. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so this is going to be an easy question for you to answer, I'm sure. Um, what is a position you usually have in CRM projects, and what is the highest position you've ever held? Well, I was hired as a field tech, and uh, last week I actually was promoted to field chief for the first time on a project. So nice. That's very recent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, climbing the climbing the corporate ladder now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right so uh, this might also be an easy question to answer, but where have you worked? Like, what states have you worked in? Uh, just California. And then, uh, I worked on a forest service project in Utah. There are plenty of people who have only ever worked in California for like the last 20 years. It's such a massive state with so many different areas you can work in. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, that year round weather. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can work in the desert on the coast in the, in the Valley. I mean, wherever you want. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what is the best thing so far that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? And this can be personal, professional, whatever. Uh, I think job satisfaction. Um, I had desk jobs in the past and just felt this huge void. I just didn't like it. Felt, you know, cooped up. Um, and I've always been a huge history buff. Um, and just being able to work outside every day and just documenting sites that have never been documented and um, going to places. I'm I'm born and raised in San Diego, but I've been able to see some places that I didn't know existed um, around the county here and just some beautiful areas. And I really look forward to uh, seeing more of the country eventually. Um, Yeah, the the back country. Beautiful. Absolutely. You know, this is episode 29, I believe, and you're the first person to specifically mention job satisfaction. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's awesome because it's really the kind of the reason I'm here too. I was in a uh, commercial aviation major, got a bunch of pilot's licenses and stuff like that. And I just like, uh-huh. man, do I want to be a bus driver for the rest of my life? Sure, the money's yeah. good, but eh, I'm not so sure. And I, I, I chose archaeology for better or for worse. Yeah, so. I've had um, better paying <laughs> jobs in the past, but 
yeah. I, I'm way happier. You know, I look forward to work the next day and I can't say I've ever had that before. So yeah. I think I found, found the, the right field. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, uh, so far, what is the biggest thing that you would change that would make being a serum archaeologist better? thought about this for a little. Um, I think you've, you've talked about this a lot, so mm-hmm. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I think <laughs> the, the really the most frustrating part I think is the secret nature of CRM. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much out there and so many significant sites and um, it, I feel like it's just kind of kept quiet from the public who should be able to know about this stuff. Um, you know, being from San Diego, I had no clue that uh, the amount of archaeology that was, you know, right in our backyard here. And people will say all the time, like, what, what's left to discover? And, um, you know, you, you actually are paid as an archaeologist and there is a ton of archaeology everywhere. And um, I think, you know, increased outreach, public outreach would, would, you know, open a lot of doors in terms of, you know, funding for more research and just kind of getting more um, knowledge from from what we do. Yeah, that, that's an excellent answer. And I don't think it's beating a dead horse either, because I think more people, hopefully people who aren't archaeologists stumble upon this podcast and they're like, wait a minute, what? There's all this stuff out there yeah. and and start and start, you know, realizing that, hey, the public owns most of what we do. And mm-hmm. we don't ever tell them about it because the biggest things we're worried about are looting and site destruction. But site destruction. But there's so many ways we can get this information out there without actually telling people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So it might be a little ways off, but what is your career goal in CRM? Um. Yeah. Just working my way up with uh, you know more field experience. Um. I'm slowly chipping away at an MA right now. Um. Mm-hmm. Not taking any classes this semester, but. Um, yeah, just working my way up. I don't know if I could handle the stress of owning my own company, but, um, <laughs> yeah, being a PI or, um, you know, in a position where I could do more research and, and writing would be great. But, um, I really don't want to give up the field work. Well, at least I know I'm new, but, um, I really love the field work stuff. So <laughs> I don't want to, you know, be, be exclusively in an office, but, um, yeah, a PI. I think yeah. Awesome. Ultimate goal. All right. So last question. If you can give an undergrad thinking of a career in CRM one piece of advice, what would that be? Network. Um, I got my first job by talking to another intern in a kitchen at um, the ARC Center where we were interning. Uh, He had a friend who had this new CRM firm, passed on my resume, and um, that's how I got the job. Um, And social networking, LinkedIn, and um, Facebook is great. Uh, I posted a bunch of questions in this lengthy paragraph on your um, Archaeo Field Text group mm-hmm. uh, last October, I think it was, and just got an overwhelming amount of advice from all these experienced professionals, and um, that kind of changed the direction I was going. I was, I was planning on going right into my MA, um, and heard that you know maybe you should get some more field experience. Decide this is, if this is the route you want to go. Um, and I am eternally grateful for that um, and all the advice that I got from everyone in private messages and on that thread. Um, and, and since then, I, I still keep in touch with some of the people and 
you know, I'm always asking questions to everyone. Don't be afraid to ask questions and uh, <laughs> reach out and, and talk to whoever you can in the field. That's awesome. I'm glad newer people in the field are finding that site because there are so many, uh, so many people. We have over 1,500 people on that uh, on that page, and the wide range of experience is kind of staggering. Uh, mm-hmm. How many people are on there in the in the experience? And I think I remember your question too that you mentioned that because um, there, there hasn't been too many that went to like 70, 80 comments, but I think that might have been one of them. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was amazed. I was <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much!" Everyone, you know, kind of jumped to jumps to give advice to new people in the field and it was very welcomed so um yeah anyone any anyone looking to go into crm join that group um it's very helpful show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the archaeology podcast network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles at that page you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show Interviews take less than 30 minutes, and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the field. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.